0: Support comes from USC Online, providing exceptional online graduate programs, certificates, and upskilling for current and aspiring professionals. Explore your graduate options today with the University of Southern California at online.usc.edu. I'm Joe Morgan, Stern, the film critic of The Wall Street Journal. It's not exactly breaking news, but Meryl Streep is remarkable, and her latest showcase is Florence Foster Jenkins. This biopic, set in New York in the 1940s, is about the self-invented opera diva whose hideous voice won her a place on the honor roll of American eccentrics. The movie is mostly a pleaser, even though the attitude it takes toward its subject is problematic. Streep gives her heroine an inner life sustained by ardor for the vocal arts. She finds perfection in Florence's woefully imperfect pitch, tenderness in her sandpaper timbre, toughness in her ambition, and a special kind of artistic integrity in her dulcet delusions. It's a lovely performance in a production directed by Stephen Frears that gives the yowling songbird a less persuasive outer life and no No wonder. When Florence was in her prime, no one knew what to make of her, or of her private recitals. Elaborately staged events, during which she sang always hideously, while her accompanist kept a perfectly straight face. He was a Mexican-American named Cosme McMoon, and he's played wonderfully well by Simon Helberg from The Big Bang Theory. When she rented Carnegie Hall for a sold-out recital that preceded her death by one month, the audience included Cole Porter and the Metropolitan Opera Soprano Lily Pons, but everybody came to laugh, and she was devastated by the scathing reviews. Hugh Grant is her common-law husband, an English actor named St. Clair Bayfield. It's the best performance he's given since about a boy 14 years ago, but his character is a problem. The script gives Bayfield a secret life that's weirdly out of scale, and the more he tries to manage his conflicts, the more he comes off as a fawning hypocrite. Hypocrisy may also be at play when Florence is greeted warmly by... Arturo Toscanini, who pops into one scene briefly, but we don't really know what the maestro thinks, since we're never sure what the movie thinks. By coincidence, another film on the same subject played here earlier this year, Xavier Giannoli's French-language Marguerite, which was set in 1920s Paris. Marguerite hardly made a dent in the American market. Yet it's much more successful as a work of art for many reasons that begin and end with the liberating decision to frame the story as a piece of fiction. That's not to say the movie's star, Catherine Frott, is better than Meryl Streep, only that she, like the filmmaker, has more freedom to create a full life in an intimate milieu populated by lovers, admirers, fatuous fools, and fascinating schemers. Streep's film is at its quite wonderful best when the camera is following Florence, whether she's on stage or off. When it's left to its strenuous devices, though, Florence Foster Jenkins is one more quasi-factual biography that's hobbled as well as inspired by facts. I'm Joe Morgenstern. I'll be back on KCRW next week with more reviews.